while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500 so you can get in the program tonight. We've got a full schedule ahead for you. Um, we have the family of Conrad Roy calling in uh, at a, around 730. We have uh, e- e- uh, Council President Ian Abreu to give us council postgame later this evening. Uh, but first, we're joined um, by uh, Dan Kent and uh, former Ward 4 City Councilor Dana Ribeiro, uh, both of Vineyard Wind, to talk about uh, some of the exciting stuff that they've got going on. Hi, Dana. Dana, how are you? Hello. Oh, sorry. I didn't turn on your mics. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. It's so good to be back. Yeah, it's great to have you back. So um, I guess let's just start just for people. I mean, I think people who listen to the show know, uh, you know, about all the exciting new developments on offshore wind, but just in case they don't, let's, you know, just talk a little bit about the work that Vineyard Wind is doing uh, in the port of New Bedford. So, well, an overall view is that about 15 miles off of the Vineyard Nantucket, there will be 62 turbines generating enough energy for 400,000 homes. That's the equivalent of taking over 300,000 cars off the road each year. Uh, There'll be two cables going underground about eight feet, five to eight feet, and uh, they'll land in Covels Beach, and then they go about six miles up the road where we have a substation that's being built. So currently there's a substation being built uh, in Hyannis. There uh, is work being done, road work, uh, and we're doing it in uh, concert with their efforts to put in sewage, which they have not had. And uh, this, let's see, starting on the 15th, we'll be doing the cable pull from uh, off of the water into Covels Beach. So that's what's going on there. Wow. Now, in January, we are going to start bringing in some the pieces. They're, they don't come all together. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah so they go into uh, the terminal, the Mass EC terminal. There's mm-hmm. some assemblage, and then they go back out. Wow. So, and they're huge. So we will see them. And we are, this is, we are forever first. This is the first time something of this scale is being built. And New Bedford is its home. That's really exciting. So we're speaking with Dan Kent and Dana Ribeiro, both of uh, Vineyard Wind. You came here to talk about a specific event that you guys got coming uh, going on next week. Can you can you tell us about it? I, I can. I want to know, your, your listeners, if anyone out there remembers Tommy Pina, rest his soul, he ran for mayor a few times. And his slogan was jobs, jobs, jobs. And I know he is in heaven looking down so happy watching your show. So we are having a career fair. And it is going to be uh, September 14th. That's next Wednesday, 430 to 730 at the gorgeous New Bedford Harbor Hotel, which is right on Union Street. Mm -hmm. And there will be, it's such great opportunity because there's not only people that are actively looking to hire, but there's schools, there's organizations. Um, it's, it's just going to be a great door opening and a great pathway for our community to get into wind. 
and Dan can talk about uh, some of the companies that are going to be there. Why don't you? Yeah, sure. So right now, the list keeps growing every day, but right now we're at about 18 companies, uh, five training organizations, and two colleges. Um, to give a better idea, we've got companies like... <clears throat> um, sea of Gravity, Foss, TerraSound, Gladding Herd, RPS, Lawrence Lynch, of course. Uh, that's a construction company in the Cape that's doing work for us. Really great construction company. Cool. Right, right. So the majority of jobs that are being um, sourced at this event will be building trades, uh, office jobs, technology positions, some vessel operators. Uh, but there's also opportunities for internships, and um, those training programs do have some some pretty pretty cool requirements and, and processes. So they'll be talking through admission to those as well. Pathways program. So if you want to join a union, you uh, it's like a pre-apprenticeship program. Okay. And the Heal Center will be there. So uh, in order to uh, do the Pathways program, you should have your GED. And the Heal Center has a program to help people get their GED, to help people uh, jump over that hurdle to get your license. Wow. Um, what about that really cool maritime school? Talk about that, Dan, because <laughs> I, I think I want to go back to school. Well, I'm in school. Once I'm finished this, go back back to school. <laughs> yeah, how could I forget? So Massachusetts Maritime Academy is one, Familiar. Of, yeah. one of the schools attending. Um I'm there now for grad school, so oh, they'll, are you? they'll be upset. I so I'll, I'll just say this. I've got about 10 friends that went to Mass Maritime, and they're all doing incredibly well. Some of them went to, went on to go to graduate school afterwards, but uh, it's really in terms of um, you know more the most bang for your buck, I think, the best school in the area. Yeah, yeah. I kind of joke about, you know, if I had gone there for undergrad, I probably wouldn't be back in school now. I'd be <laughs> yeah. all set. But. And Maybe. it's so beautiful. That campus is Stunning. Yeah. We were there uh, talking to to these young people that that were learning about wind and learning to build uh, windmills, and I was just floored at how beautiful it is. Yeah, it is really nice. They've put in a lot of money into into new buildings and development over there. So, what's Mass Maritime's role in this um, jobs fair? Yeah, so they're they're wearing two hats really. So they have been doing a lot of work around um, offshore training, GWO, so what it's called, Global Wind Organization. So they're um, you know prepping a lot of the union labor, a lot of you know pretty much anyone that's going offshore in basic safety training, uh, working at heights, you know how to get off off the boat onto the ladder of the actual turbine, um, things along those lines. And we're also going to be joined by their um, DEI director, who will be able to you know talk about different initiatives on campus and then admissions into both undergrad and grad school. And we've got this really. Are you afraid of heights, Marcus? Um, I'm okay with them. So there's this really cool training uh, tool we have, virtual reality. And you put these glasses on, and I've done it, and it's terrifying. (laughs) And you really feel like you are up there on this turbine. Uh, The glasses will be there, so listeners come and experience it. It's amazing. So we're speaking with uh, Dana Ribeiro and Dan Kent, both of Vineyard Wind, talking about a um, jobs fair that they have, which is Wednesday. Uh, the 14th. The Wednesday the 14th at what time? 4.30 to 7.30. 4.30 to 7.30. And where is it? It's at the New Bedford Harbor Hotel. Izzy's Food Truck will be there. Izzy's is great. Everybody loves Izzy's. Oh, yeah. So um, that is Wednesday the 14th at the New Bedford Harbor Hotel, 4.30 to 7.30. Yes. And uh, if you're looking for, uh, you know, some exciting career, uh, new career paths and you're in the New Bedford area, 
um, uh, you should go and check it out. And are these jobs that you're going to be uh, offering, are these trainings that you're going to be offering, are these all local in the greater New Bedford area? Some of the jobs are, are in the Cape. Okay. Some are local. Well, I mean, like southeastern Mass. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, they are. Um, but here's the great thing: this industry's here forever, mm-hmm. so you can literally write your ticket. You right. can travel. They're talking about building these in, in the West Coast. This is your passport to to the world of wind, and it is a worldwide business. Yeah. So you can really get on the ground floor uh, of the the growth of an entirely new industry here in the United States. And starting in New Bedford because we're we're innovators here. Yeah, that's what we do, people. Yes, yes, that that's what we do here. Um, so, we're speaking with Dana Ribeiro and uh, uh, Dan Kent of uh, Vineyard Wind, talking about a jobs fair that they're having at the New Bedford Harbor Hotel uh, Wednesday, September fourteenth at four thirty. So, tell us what else is going on there. Uh, so, oh, what about that? So, the Seafarers Union. Okay. Uh, talk about that school program because that's pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. So the Seafarers are, uh, you know, one of the one of the unions we're partnered up with. Um, they're in a uh, a one to one partnership with Patriot Offshore, who will also be at the job fair. But mm-hmm. the Seafarers are basically they're offering a program where they can pretty much take you off the street and then bring you down to their facility in Maryland and train you from anything, you know. From a decky all the way up to a captain and every license that comes with it, they'll help you get there. Uh, and they cover tuition mm-hmm. and they cover your food and they cover what you wear. Wow. And you go to Europe for some of the training. Yeah, you know, I have friends, again, I, I talked about this, I have friends in the maritime industry uh, that, that are in, you know, the seafaring workforce. And we have such a great seafaring work, workforce here in southeastern Massachusetts. But, um, you know, the amount of uh, economic opportunity, and not only that opportunity to see different parts of the world yes. uh, is is really what you can get out of a job like that. You do have some time away from home. Some people think that's a good thing. You know, I had some mm-hmm. friends that are like, well, you know, a month away from the wife and kids isn't so bad. But, um, but uh, you get to go to you know i have friends that lived in korea for a while or went to europe or went to africa so you really get to you not only get to make a really good living but you get to see different parts uh of the world so it's it's exciting and you're contributing to cleaning up our planet yeah i mean we want our kids to have a cleaner planet than what we than what we have right Right. that'll leave them better off and this is this is your way to contribute while you're able to really build a future like 401 401s insurance yeah and um uh again this is you're you're getting on the ground floor of an entirely uh new industry i do actually you know i was remember last summer we were at the um we were all at the marine commerce term, terminal it was very hot outside and everyone was oh, yes. there elizabeth warren ed markey bill keating jake ockenclaus mayor mitchell i mean all the state delegation, Karen Spilka was there, Mark Montigny, everybody was there, and it was to sign this historic labor agreement, right? Yes. And to to ensure that the, the jobs provided in this new industry, the offshore wind industry, are entirely locally uh, locally sourced, unionized jobs. And so this job fair is uh, providing some pathways into uh, those unionized um, jobs, right? Absolutely. And it was hot that day. It was hot. It was really I'm hot. getting hot just thinking about how hot it was that day. Yeah. And it was so amazing because it really, like, all the people that went there, it, people worked across the, the aisles on mm-hmm. this. I mean, shout out to Charlie Baker, you know? Yeah. And, and because they saw the potential. 
break mm-hmm. their uh, New Bedford hasn't had a new industry in a very long time. Yeah. And this industry is not going to be something that lasts for five years or 10 years. This is it. Right. So we're ushering this in. And we have to, and the mayor is very smart. He's, he comes to us and he says, what's going, local jobs, local jobs, local jobs. But this is a new industry. So there's not a whole lot of people that know this, right? And, so and we have to pair it with training. And what Mayor Mitchell told me when he was here a few weeks ago is that it's actually a competition with, um, the, the it's actually a competition with other other municipalities across the Commonwealth and yes. across the country to make to 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 put New Bedford to put southeastern Massachusetts ahead of everybody. But what he said was, um, we've got a strong lead over everybody in the Eastern Seaboard. We do, and he and I share that that competition uh, with other places. Like we love New Bedford, and we want New Bedford to be to be the leader in this. Uh, and we want to make sure that that young people that haven't had opportunities or some of the opportunities out there aren't, aren't for them, that they have this foot in this door. It's very important. We're speaking with uh, Dana Ribeiro and Dan Kent of uh, Vineyard Wind talking about a jobs fair that that is Wednesday, September 14th. Uh, 430 to 6, uh, 7.30. Yes. 4.30 to 7.30 at the New Bedford Harbor Hotel. That's centrally located right on Union Street. Um, now, would you give anybody advice about what time to get there or how long to stay there for? I would say, you know, I, I well, everyone's going to, we're, we're going to be there. We're not going anywhere. So mm-hmm. don't feel like, you know, you have to rush. I'd hope not. Um, to tell everybody to go here and then you're not there. It's, right. No, I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll stay later. I'll talk to everybody. You know me. I love to chit chat. I, I, I know. So, uh, yeah, but come, come relax. If you have kids, bring them. We're going to have like a little area for them to color in the room so you can walk around and 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 eyeball your kid and they'll be there coloring that's, so that's important to know if Absolutely. someone has a if someone has a kid like oh it's the middle of the day maybe they have a younger kid who's not in school yet i've got mm-hmm. a you know or it's actually it's going to be four thirty, so they're going to have their kids you'll actually have a little area designated to keep them occupied while right. you go look for a new job that will give them i think a, a leg up uh, yeah. going forward that's really great and and there's food there so you don't have to worry about cooking dinner we're speaking with Dana Ribeiro and Dan Kent of Vineyard Wind. Uh, uh, there's a jobs fair uh, Wednesday, September 14th, this coming Wednesday, 4.30 to 7.30. Is there anything else you want to tell us about this event? Um, I just, if if you have, like, your grandkids or your kids and you're sick of them <laughs> and you want them to get a job, send them here. Okay. So, uh, Dana Ribeiro and Dan Kent, uh, thank you guys for joining me today. Um, I, I appreciate it. Again, that is Wednesday, September 14th, 430 to 730. And uh, Vineyard Wind is doing a lot of great work here in New Bedford uh, and in the uh, southeastern Massachusetts to provide good-paying jobs that and a, a, the growth of entirely new industry that will take New Bedford into new economic heights. So, thank you guys for joining me today. Thank you, Marcus. Thanks, Thank Dan. you. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be taking your calls at 508-996-0500. This is South Coast Tonight with Marcus. Chris will be back tomorrow. Chris will be back tomorrow. In a few minutes, I'm going to be joined uh, by Lynn and, and Roland Roy 
the mother and father of uh, Conrad Roy, and we all know, um, you know, the tragic story behind um, Conrad's uh, Conrad's passing. Uh, you know, the Mel- Michelle Carter story. Um, so we're going to hear about the 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 things that they're advocating for um, to try to make sure an incident like that doesn't happen again, and the things that they are uh, and a, a, an event that they're having locally. But I'm taking your calls before then at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. You're live. Hey, good evening. I got a couple of things. Um, the one is, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of it, but for the last, I don't know, it seemed like a few days maybe, there's been nothing but dead air between 10 and 12 with the Mark Levin show. It's like the feed's not coming through or something. Really? Interesting. No, I haven't noticed that. I'll have to uh, I'll have to let Tim know. Yeah. Um, let Tim know. Um, what do you think? Do you think, uh, let's see, Deal is going to grow a spine and actually make a race of it with... Uh, Mari Healy, or is he just I mean, repeat he, his mistakes? From past? I, I don't see how he can't realize that he needs to grow his spine. He's challenged uh, Healy to three debates. I know they've agreed to at least one already. They have one on the books. Um, I don't know exactly when, but I was talking to one of her staffers today. So they've got one debate on the books. Um, in terms of like growing a spine, I'm not sure exactly what you uh, what you mean by that. What I mean is, um, he's been like uh, shredded wheat in the debates previously. Yeah, he doesn't really doesn't really stand up to it. Doesn't it's make not a, on it's, the audience. It's not a strength. It's not a strength of his. He's shown it's not a strength of his. And um, uh, you know, you've had you saw the three debates with Elizabeth Warren. You saw the one with Chris Doty, and he didn't he didn't perform well. So um, you know, I think it would take a, a real drastic uh, change in, in in demeanor and behavior to to, to see him really stick it out in, in, a, in, a, in a debate with someone like Maura Healy. So I, I don't know. Well, well, I guess we'll see. I know they have one debate in the books, but we'll see what his strategy is. All right. Thank you for your thoughts. No problem. So uh, we're, we're actually joined now um, by Lynn and Roland Roy. Hello. Hi. Hi. So Hi. this we're speaking with Lynn and Roland Roy, uh, the mother and father of uh, Conrad Roy. I think everybody's... Uh, familiar no, I, I'm, I'm sorry can i just uh um uh, this is uh lynn st dennis i i got remarried uh to uh roland so it's roland and lynn st dennis uh, oh okay mom, i was given in stepfather of conrad Mo- oh, okay sorry i was given the i was given the wrong information so um we're speaking with Lynn and Roland St. Dennis, uh, the, the mother and stepfather of Conrad Roy. Everybody's familiar uh, with um, with Conrad's story. Um, but uh, you, you, you guys are advocating for a law to be passed in by the by the by the state legislature to uh, ensure that, um, you know, incidents like what happened to Conrad are prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. I'm going to, um, I'm just going to let Roland speak because he's the one that got this, uh, this ball rolling sure. um, a while ago. So, um, I will just let him speak. Thank you. Sure. Um, thank you for giving us this time. Of course. Um, you know, the, the whole purpose of, of the, of this law is, is, is based on, Kind of hard facts and research. So, there's actually a gap in the in the crime code in Massachusetts, um, where 42 other states have similar bills that we're trying to pass right now that are already on the books. Um, when the case went down, manslaughter, uh, which was which is punishable up to 20 years, 
um, was really not the correct charge for Michelle. Yeah. Um, but because there wasn't a law like this on the books, that was the only option the AG had in our arsenal. Um, so this in turn made a very drawn out, painful process for both parties and the families involved and most likely uh, could have been handled uh, in a much quicker and more efficient manner. Yeah. Um, in terms of the actual law, it's actually highly targeted. So, number one, this doesn't include assisted suicide. This is very specific to coercion. It's, uh, it's a law that will make uh, this crime punishable up to five years, no more. Um, and and, and there is a very set definition um, that we could share with you if you'd like. Um, yes. Yeah. No. Very, absolutely. So um, I'm going to try to narrow. <laughs> it's about a page and a half, and I'm going to try to put this into one paragraph. Yeah. Don't don't read a page and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what the law would say is that uh, if one exercises you know control over another person, yeah. Um, say through deceptive practices or fraudulent manipulation, you know, of a person's fears and sympathies or emotion or affections. Um, and intentionally coerces or provides kind of the, the means or knowledge uh, to that person or encourages that person to commit or attempt to commit suicide. And that person actually acts upon that. That would actually be considered a crime in the mass in, in Massachusetts if the law was passed. Um, as you know, Conrad's story isn't the only one like this. Uh, the Urtula case which was also uh, a, a massive tragedy, very similar. Um, there are, there are, these things are happening every single day. You may not know it, but with the power of social media, uh, I think COVID um, has had a tremendous effect on uh, children and, and mental wellness. Uh, there's really no better time for us to you know, pass this law. So we're speaking um, with uh, Lynn and Roland, the the parents of uh, Conrad Roy. I'm, I'm sure everybody's familiar with the uh, the Michelle Carter case. Now, under this case, um, uh, if this law were to be passed, would would Michelle Carter have been given a mur- uh, first degree murder charge? Would she be getting a sentence of life without parole, or would it be um, another uh, a second degree murder charge? Is uh, I'm not sure on that. Yeah, to be honest with you, if this law was passed. She would have gotten probably a five-year maximum in jail, okay. um, probably with a with this law. In in, instead of like now, the split sentence that she got, right? It was like eighteen this, months. Yeah, I mean the uh, the sentence she was out uh, less than a year yeah. uh, with with uh, you know good behavior. So right. I mean, he wasn't even in there for a year. Yeah. We're speaking with um, Lynn and and Roland, the parents of uh, of Conrad Roy. So, this this legislation that would um, that would uh, be more targeted and give harsher sentences to um, individuals who coerce uh, people over uh, uh, who com- uh, into um, committing suicide. What um, has has this been brought to a a state rep or, or a lawmaker? Is it in the state house? Do you know? where um, it is right now in the legislative process? Yeah, so the law actually, we actually kicked this off in 2019. It's been a long road. Um, I think we had gained a lot of momentum both in the Senate and the House, uh, and then COVID hit. When COVID hit, all non-COVID legislation was put to the side and basically ignored for that session. Um, We tried to kickstart it. You know, COVID was going on all the way through this year. 
Um, they started introducing non-COVID laws this year. We tried to kind of push it through. It was just, it, it, we didn't really have enough time. So right. it went into study, but we are now going to try to, you know, kickstart this, this campaign again when the, uh, when the, uh, politicians uh, reconvene, I believe, back in October, in, uh, in October. Um, and hopefully, um, you know, we can continue to get the support we need. Yeah, us. going, kicking something to study is usually a, uh, is usually a, uh, um, it's yeah. a bad thing. It's not, it's not a good thing. It's not good news, and it was very depressing. And yeah. um, Lynn spent a few days in a, in a pretty deep depression uh, when we got that news. But then, you know, we circled back with the senator and Senator Barry Feingold, who's really been the, the initial champion from the get-go. Uh, when we talked to him and his chief of staff, Justin, um, they, you know, they reassured us that they are not done. And just because something goes into study does not mean, does not mean that it can't be, uh, you know, you know, pumped back up to life. And, and that's exactly what we plan on doing. And we're, we're meeting, we're, we're going to be meeting well before session starts this fall, uh, to formulate a plan because what we need is we need support in both the House and the Senate. And if there are any, any members of either the Senate or the House, especially with seniority, that are willing to come forward and help sponsor this bill, uh, we we are all ears because that's exactly what we need. Does it have uh, Does it have like a a, a nickname, a specific name? It's Conrad's Law. Conrad's Law. So we're speaking with Lynn and Roland, the mother and stepfather of uh, Conrad Roy. Uh, everybody, I think, is familiar with the Michelle Carter case uh, and how tragic that was. And they're urging uh, they're urging everybody to to call their state representative, call their state senator, and ask them to work on passing Conrad's law, which is a targeted uh, criminal statute to um, more effectively and uh, more effectively and. Um, I'll say uh, punitively uh, punish um, people who uh, coerce individuals into suicide. So um, everybody can contact their state rep or state senator. And if everybody does it, then the law, uh, then they will act on it. They respond to your constituent calls. So um, we're speaking with Lynn and uh, Roland, the mother and stepfather of Conrad Roy. You guys have an event coming up this Saturday. Uh, Is that right? Uh, Saturday, yes, we have a walk uh, that my sister, Kim, facilitated um, because she knows how the purpose of of the walk is to, you know, bring awareness and gain support for the law. Uh, We've been trying to pass since 2019. Um, Yeah, and and, uh, it's going to be held at... uh, the registration, I believe, starts around 8 o'clock uh, in New Bedford. Um, and it's going to be a – I think we've got a lot of turnout. We've got the senator's support. We've got the senator's staff coming down to support us. Um, it begins and ends at Fort Phoenix and uh, New Bedford. Anybody and everybody – I mean, Fairhaven, excuse me. Um, anybody and everybody is, is welcome uh, to come. There's a $20 registration, the $20 – goes towards paying for uh, the police and the efforts for the uh, for the walk slash run uh, and then any other proceeds uh, are going to go into a fund and there's some uh, pretty big plans in terms of what we'd like to do 
in terms of, um, you know, whether it's a scholarship fund or something else that we can put in Conrad's name to, uh, you know, maybe contribute towards, uh, you know, mental illness or, mental, you know, bringing more awareness to mental illness in schools. So um, we're speaking with uh, Lynn and Roland, uh, the, the mother and stepfather of Conrad Roy. Uh, everybody's familiar with the, the Michelle Carter case. Now, you said that um, you're, that's uh, this Saturday, 8 a.m., people can show up at Fort Phoenix uh, here in Fairhaven. Um, they can register right there at the event. It's a $20 registration fee. It's a walk that ends, uh, begins and ends in Fort Phoenix, and it's raising money for a fund that you hope um, will, that you're working on, uh, you know, uh, raising awareness for, for people who um, maybe uh, maybe um, have uh, suffer from uh, mental illness or suicidal ideation or, uh, and also uh, also perhaps provide scholarship opportunities for people. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're really excited about it. And when you can say it better than me, like, you know, we just want to make sure that, you know, Glenn always says this everywhere she goes, she wants to make sure that he's proud. I, uh, I do. And, you know, my son would have wanted uh, me to help others through this pain. And uh, that's my purpose. And that's my goal to do, um, you know, and, you know, grief doesn't end. And, um, you know, the pain doesn't end. It's always there. Uh, you know, you just find a, a different way to, you know, live your life. And um, and the way that I want to live my life is, you know, to, to help others. Um, so if I can do anything to help others, uh, that's that's my goal for the, you know, for the remaining of, of my time here. So... Lynn and Conrad, uh, I mean, Lynn and Roland, uh, mother and stepfather of Conrad Roy. Again, that's Conrad's law that is in the state legislature now. Call your state legislature and ask them to move on passing Conrad's law to um, to help uh, target people who are um, taking advantage of other people and trying to coerce them into committing suicide. And uh, you can go to Fort Phoenix Saturday morning at 8 o'clock and do a walk that starts and ends in Fort Phoenix. It's $20 registration fee, and the uh, the proceeds go um, to a charitable fund that will provide scholarship opportunities and also work to help people that might be suffering from suicidal ideation. Um, Lynn and Roland, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I think everybody appreciates your, your perseverance uh, to try to make uh, the world a better place in Conrad's name. Thank you for joining me this evening. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. That was Lynn and Roland, mother and stepfather of Conrad Roy. Everybody remembers uh, the, um, the 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 tragic um, incident with um, Michelle Carter, who had uh, coerced Conrad into suicide by uh, by 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 texting him, telling him to get back in his car, uh, and you know, and um, really, and she ended up doing uh, doing I think a split sentence of I think it was three and a half years, eighteen months to serve. Like they said, she was out. In less than a year, they want to pass Conrad's law. Conrad's law uh, will be a more targeted law that will go uh, that will target uh, individuals who coerce those that have com- uh, the, uh, into suicide to um, more efficiently and give them uh, probably more uh, harsher sentences. You can call your state legislature and ask them to work on passing that. And also, you can show up at Fort Phoenix at eight o'clock tomorrow, uh, eight o'clock on Saturday. 
for a walk that raises money um, for those who are uh, suffering from uh, su- uh, uh, suicidal ideation and uh, also to provide scholarship opportunities for people. Okay, 508-996-0500. If you're on the line, stay on the line. I see a few calls on the line. If you're on the line, stay on the line. We'll be back. This is South Coast Tonight with Marcus. New Bedford's News Talks. Tonight, I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 so you can get on. Good evening. You're live. Hi, Marcus. How you doing? Hey, Tom. What's up? Well, it was a bit very uh, moving to hear uh, the stepfather and, and, and the parent of Conrad. But if I recall, both Conrad and Michelle were high school students, right? Yes, that's my understanding. I yeah. think they, they could, uh, if they could figure out a way uh, to bring this potential uh, legislation into the high schools for discussion, a couple of things will happen. First, the students themselves, which is the population that we're focusing on now, uh, would be completely educated uh, to this law. Yeah. And I think it's a good proposal. And also the explosiveness of support uh, to uh, force the legislature, you know, to get that out of the, the study. Uh, yeah, committee. I mean, studies, uh, stu- we, we talked about that with other stuff. Studies are, are dead zones, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. And, and, and I think uh, once that starts happening, uh, even if it's just a regional uh, thing down here, I think other high schools will support it. Uh, principals will realize that hey, this is going to if this passes, it's going to affect students here, yeah, and in a positive way. And uh, and you, you get a, a, a dual purpose: you get students that are educated to the law, yeah, and you get support. Uh, you know, pushing the legislation to pass something that they should have done a long time ago. You know? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I, I, I would think that younger people are probably more susceptible to this type of um, this specific type of coercion. Yeah, just a suggestion. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep listening to see what else is up. Okay, sounds good. We've got actually got council post game coming up uh, pretty soon with uh, City Council President Ian Abreu. He's calling in. Uh, to, um, you know, they had a city council meeting. It ended just a couple minutes ago. Uh, I'm having them calling today. We got too many commercials, uh, which is a great thing, actually. There's no such thing as too many commercials. Keep buying ad space here. Appreciate it. But we got a lot of commercials here because uh, people love the show. And so Ian and I are going to talk about, um, Ian and I are going to talk about not only the meeting today, the proposal uh, to change the salary classifications in the New Bedford City Council, but we're also going to talk about uh, the event that happened today, which I think I might have mentioned briefly, and if I didn't, I'll mention it now. Uh, Kim Driscoll uh, and Moore Healy, the, the Healy Driscoll ticket, the newly minted Healy Driscoll ticket, made a stop in uh, New, Bed- uh, New Bedford today on just their second day after winning the primary. So that was, I think that says a lot about that the, the fact that they came to New Bedford on their second day of being a gubernatorial ticket. And uh, they had a lot of um, good things to say about Mayor Mitchell, had a lot of good things to say about New Bedford. They accepted the mayor's endorsement. And really nice event. I had a good conversation with uh, with um, Salem Mayor and uh, future Lieutenant Governor, realistically, future Lieutenant Governor uh, Kim Driscoll, uh, about how, how much she enjoyed coming on. She said she enjoyed coming on South Coast tonight. She not only said she enjoyed coming on South Coast tonight, she said, she said, Marcus, so many people told me uh, that 
they they heard my interview and that they really enjoyed it. So many people, so keep doing the work you're doing. And listen, that sounds kind of Trumpian, right? Oh, so all, all, all you know, they, she said this is you know the best thing ever, right? But it's true. Uh, she did say that. So <laughs> she did say, you know, hey, listen, I really enjoyed the interview, and uh, a lot of other people did as well. So many people told me that they heard uh, your interview in South Coast tonight. So you know, of course, that's that's. Not because of me, it's because of you, and I and I really appreciate that. Really, we really appreciate uh, the opportunity uh, that WBSM and our awesome listening audience has provided us to 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 uh, give a platform to for people like Kim Driscoll, who um, you know are are really going to be uh, on the levers of 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 uh, you know pulling the levers of of policy making. Uh, in the Commonwealth, uh, so they can have more direct contact with you, uh, you know, get real in-depth on the issues, and, um, you know, you can evaluate whether or not you think they're suitable candidates. I will say, the candidates that came on South Coast tonight, they all did really well down here. The candidates that came on did really well down here. Uh, Kim Driscoll certainly impressed. She did well down here. Um, Diane DeZoglio, I think, had an amazing electoral strategy. Uh, I might talk with Ian a little bit about that, actually, because I know he's been a strong supporter of hers for state auditor. Uh, and, um, you know, Andrea Campbell was able to, you know, she she we, she made herself available to uh, to me a few times as well. Uh, and she called in on the night before the uh, on the night before the primary. So uh, there's actually a column on Healy's visit. You can check out on uh, Healy and Driscoll's visit. You can check it out on WBSM.com. Uh, it also links the uh, podcast interview to my interview with with uh, Mayor Kim Driscoll, the candidate for lieutenant governor, um, which uh, again I, I really enjoyed. She, I think, has a lot of depth and and uh, understanding of the issues, so it was really good. So five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get on. I'm going to close out the hour with a commercial. I'll be right back after these uh, commercials. Stay tuned. Uh, This is South Coast Tonight with Marcus. Chris will be back tomorrow on 1420 WBSM. Not the first hour. Uh, That was Dana Ribeiro, Dan Kent of Vineyard Wind talking about the jobs fair. That's Wednesday, September 14th, 430 to 730 at the New Bedford Harbor Hotel right on uh, right on Union Street. So go check that out. I think a lot of great jobs are being offered there in the new offshore wind industry. Really exciting career opportunities uh, that you should check out. Uh, also on, uh, I also, we also talked to, um, the mother and stepfather, uh, Lyndon Rowland of, uh, Conrad Roy. Again, everybody's familiar with the Michelle Carter case and how tragic that is. They have a uh, Conrad's law, which is a law to better target people, uh, that commit the crime that Michelle Carter committed. And, uh, they also have a, a, a walk on, uh, eight, you can register at, at Fort Phoenix this Saturday, eight o'clock. Uh, that money goes to help people who are suffering from suicidal ideation and also provide scholarship, scholarship opportunities for people. So you can help contribute to the legacy that, uh, Conrad's mother and stepfather are trying to build, uh, for Conrad in the wake of his, uh, his, his untimely passing. So, uh, really, uh, really great stuff there. And you can call your legislator, uh, legislature and ask them to, um, Ask them to uh, pass Conrad's law. So we're going to be joined by Ian Abreu, uh, New Bedford City Council President, because we got our council post game segment. He just got out of the city council meeting. He wants to talk to us about what's going on and talk to us about more Healy's visit to uh, the hurricane barrier. So um, stay tuned for that. Yeah.